Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, beautiful people. My name is Brenda Davies. I'm the creator and host of God is Gray and the author of On Her Knees, Memoir of a Prayerful Jezebel. Two weeks ago, I released part one of this video in which we discussed body count, aka the number of sexual partners we've had, and how the average American feels about sleeping around. But this week, part two, we're discussing sexual integrity. So first, let's really address both sides of this sexual coin, purity culture and hookup culture, because these two schools of thought are considered to be in opposition, while I see them as similarly confusing and problematic. In Christian purity culture, we're told not to awaken sexual desire or be curious about our bodies during puberty or beyond, but wear a white dress and bang, become a sex goddess without tempting anyone other than your husband, of course. My friend Yumi, a purity culture survivor and Sports Illustrated cover girl, wrote for The Cut, quote, My church's biggest obsession was sex. Time and again, I was informed that any sexual desire, even if it was just a single thought, was wrong and that such fantasies were put in our heads by Satan. Yumi said, To be told I was just a vessel being used by the devil when I felt any sexuality only layered on trauma and confusion during my coming of age. I absolutely, and I know many of you do too, relate to everything Yumi just said. But on the other side of the purity culture coin, we have hookup culture. While we live in a country with virtually no comprehensive sex education, we're simply taught to be free. Get married or don't, sleep with one, sleep with many, get drunk, get high, hook up, ghost. And I actually both hate and love the term body count because that word gives me the creeps like, oh, you're just stacking people up really thoughtlessly. But that's exactly how I felt in hookup culture. In my book, On Her Knees, I described this moment where I was leaving purity culture and deciding I wouldn't tally my, quote, body count. But I initially didn't count because I didn't want to stop myself from sleeping with, quote, too many people. After purity culture, I simply wanted to experience my sexuality without anyone or any number looming over me. Also, honestly, after sleeping with two men when purity culture had taught me only one man was acceptable— Every number after that felt pretty much the same. 3, 19, 190. I now know that the real problem internally for me was that I became promiscuous, which is categorized by many transient sexual relationships, but implies an undiscriminating or unselective approach. I swung from one man forever to whoever I wanted, wherever, whenever, for whatever reason. Indiscriminate is the key word I don't like here. 
I no longer have sex indiscriminately. I try my hardest to practice sexual integrity instead. For me, personally, the difference between accruing a body count versus being sexually active with sexual integrity is all about the how and why you engage in the sexual behavior that you do. In hookup culture, as I describe it, you are sleeping with people as a means to an end. You want to get off. You want satisfaction. You want to seduce and conquer with very little, if any regard for your sexual partners. For women and also queer people who sleep with men, we were socialized to believe that men want sex anytime, anywhere, no matter what the circumstance. And on her knees, I talk about this idea that a man could come home from his mother's funeral and we're told in our society that he'll be down for sex if we just grab his crotch and go. Not true. Men don't need sex. Women aren't just tolerating it. And men aren't always down no matter what the circumstances. Sexual desire varies from person to person regardless of gender and regardless of orientation. Not every gay man is a slut. Not every woman has sex because she stupidly fell for a charming man or because she doesn't value marriage. Throw out all of that toxic shit. Sexual integrity is about looking your prospective partner in the eye, treating them like a human being without assumption, without stereotype. So noting that so many of you are also purity culture survivors, even the purity culture that we grew up with in the mainstream, here are six tips that I use for navigating sexual integrity in real time. Number one, look for explicit mutuality. Mutuality means that you are looking attentively at your prospective partner for signs of discomfort, fear, pleasure, withdrawal, or ecstasy. I have two excellent interviews with people in the sex industry, Aaron Smallhands Thompson and Tilly Lawless, and both describe how presence is paramount in sexuality. People have different desires, different triggers, and if you're present, you'll notice the shifts. Mutuality actually makes a good argument for making some of your initial sexual choices sober. I'm not saying that you can't drink or have some fun in the midst of a sexual experience, but for me, Coming out of purity culture, I really needed a clear head. I really needed to tune into myself and be present and awake to figure out what kind of choices I wanted to make and to tune in to the person that I'd chosen as a partner. Number two, ask for consent of both your partner and yourself. Recognize that you're not looking for a no, you're looking for an enthusiastic yes. And people, there is a huge difference between seduction and manipulation. We have cultural scripts to manipulate each other into bed. I've had men say, I thought you were cool or we were already in bed or just put it in for a second. That's gross. I don't think anyone's ever said that to me, but I've heard it said. It's gross. And as bad as guys can be, we know that men can be a mess with sexual manipulation. Women, people that sleep with men, we also have to be aware that we use scripts from our culture to manipulate them into bed. Things like, why don't you like me? Aren't I pretty? Why can't you get hard for me? These are manipulation tactics that mean you are not getting an enthusiastic yes. You are getting a no that is then manipulated into a yes. 
not a yes. And frankly, I've talked to male friends who say people just blow through those lines completely. Again, with the belief that men are always down to have sex. They're not. Hi, beautiful people. Please do give me a moment to tell you about Dipsy. When I heard about Dipsy's short and sexy audio stories, I wasn't expecting to love listening as much as I do. I've never read romance novels or erotica, but Dipsy really blew me away. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. New content is released every week as well, so in between listening to your favorite stories over and over again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness stories, and now they offer written stories. This is your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of God is Grey, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash in the gray. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash in the gray. Dipsystories.com slash in the gray. Number three, prioritize safety. Wear condoms for the love of God. Everybody wash your fingernails. My goodness. Just take care of each other's well-being and safety and health. Number four, and this is important, consider your personal values and ask, why am I having sex? My tramp page, as I refer to my time in hookup culture, was not a rebellion of Jesus to me. My promiscuity really sprung from a lack of self-worth. I wasn't really working on my emotional intelligence. I wasn't in therapy. I had a lack of education all around with sexuality, relationship styles. I even used to refer to myself as a succubus because I feel like having sex with men somehow gave me the energy that I needed. But looking back, having worked on my self-esteem, having healed some traumas, and come to terms with my desire for commitment, I choose partners completely differently now, and frankly, rarely. <laughs> but the sex that I do have, that I do engage with, is exponentially better than it's ever been before because I am making autonomous choices with all of these points of sexual integrity. So I'm not dragging in shame and pain and fear and eternal damnation into the bedroom while being blind to what me and my partner are actually meant to be doing there. All said, I'm sure there's still this burning question in a lot of you, which is, okay, within sexual integrity, how do I figure out how, when, and why, and where I want to be having sex? Which brings us to number five, practice embodiment. This means you're taking the time to connect your body, mind, and soul. In the cut, purity culture survivor Yumi continued, Every time I think back to my teenage years, one of the most painful parts is the church never equipped us to evaluate what felt healthy and good for ourselves. It taught us only to serve its narrow definition of God. As a result, when you leave and suddenly need a new guide through life, there is chaos. 
I relate to that. You no longer know what your own right or wrong is because you've always had someone else tell you what it should be. For a while, it was impossible to know what was really me and what was residual fear from my younger years. I could not agree with this sentiment more. We'll be talking about embodiment a lot in this next season of God is Gray because after Christianity vilified my body and my sexuality as evil, it was meditation, prayer, yoga, breathwork, therapy, crying, getting reacquainted with my emotions, and much more that connected me to my body and allowed me to stand in my intuitive power again. Making choices, whether sexual or or not out of my own intuitive power and alignment has been the most beautiful gift I've ever given myself, my spirituality, and my sexuality. And finally, very important, number six, don't be afraid to say no. As a girl, I was socialized to be easygoing, to not complain, to not make a fuss, and to be sexually available to men. On my tramp page, I have incredible happy memories, but I also have sour ones or even traumatic ones where I didn't know how to say no. I know from personal experience, it can be so hard to stick up for yourself, especially if you're feeling vulnerable or you're dealing with low self-esteem. But I really, really dare and encourage you to try. I've been saying a lot more no's lately, and no is a full sentence. No is empowering, and no is a gift that you deserve to give to yourself and your partner when the answer for you is no, this is not it. That said, though, men, a lot of you, most of you even, have been coddled emotionally. You've been told you're strong, but then if you're rejected sexually, you act out. Boys, men, we need you to grow up. And this goes all the way back to our first point about mutuality. I have a beautiful pelvic floor therapist, Amy Moses, who once told me that no, saying the word isn't the only way we express that we don't want to be there. Sometimes you can be bullied or harassed or you freeze, you go into flight, you fawn, all of those trauma responses. If you're going to be engaging in sexual activity with other people, I really ask each one of you, regardless of your gender, to be fully aware that the other person doesn't just have to say no verbally, that there are many cues to let you know that they don't want to be there. One great bit of advice I got from my sex education courses is that you can practice consent in everyday life. If saying no is difficult for you, if sticking up for yourself and embodying your answer is difficult, you can practice at the coffee shop when your barista gets your order wrong. You can practice with your family when they're crossing your boundaries. You can practice this in many ways. And that's the encouragement I would give you with the caveat, of course, that if you are assaulted or raped, it is not and never your fault. I could go on about sexual integrity forever. This is going to be the first of many conversations, but I've laid it all out there. This is what I think about sexual integrity. I'd love to hear what you think, what you've been using to practice sexual integrity in your own life. And that's it. I love you all so much. Please like, subscribe, share with your friends, donate to my Patreon or Venmo if you can. God bless.